0: They're looking for brands that have a story to tell, that they want to support. It's not just, do you have a good product, let me buy it. A
1: questionnaire is not brand strategy.
0: Brand strategy is going beyond those surface level things or those surface level ideas.
1: Hello and welcome back to another juicy episode of Off Air. Today we are going to be talking all things brand strategy, which can be a scary thing for a lot of new designers, um, but something also that is incredibly important in the world of branding. As a brand strategist myself, I love digging deep into the topic and I'm constantly learning new theories and techniques to apply to my client work. And who better to accompany us on today's episode than the amazing Kenzie from Kenzie Green Design, who I'm sure you've seen her gorgeous work as well as her TikTok roasting small businesses logos which i just love by the way
0: (laughs) hi thank you so much for having me i am so excited to chat and be on the podcast i have been listening to the episode ever since you have came out with this so um hello everybody my name is kenzie i am the brand and web designer behind Kinsey green design usually work with women-owned businesses and specialize in luxury
1: branding and yes i roast people's
0: logos on tiktok
1: I just wanted to get you on the podcast so badly because you just have such a way with words and like such a way of describing things I'm like oh god I could have never have put into words how to describe that thing like watching your tiktok videos the way you like respond to people I'm like wow like I would have never been able to word it like that so I was desperate to get you on (laughs) oh my gosh that makes me
0: feel so good because so many people tell me that I think that I'm like Although I'm not great at grammar, I'm great at like comprehending things yes. in like a really nice manner that can sometimes be unpleasant to talk about. So, thank you for saying yes. that.
1: See, I'm the complete opposite. Normally if I'm talking about something or if I'm trying to explain a concept to somebody, it takes me like 10 minutes just to get out like what I'm trying to say because I'm just so bad at articulating it. So hopefully uh, this episode's gonna be a bit more straightforward, (laughs) thanks to you, Kenzie. So let's kick off by talking about what exactly is brand strategy. Um, Personally, I like to describe it as the way that designers solve problems for their clients, but kind of going into the more nitty gritty of things, it's really about looking at elements like target audience personality market etc so how would you best summarize what brand strategy is
0: yeah so i totally agree with that and i like to try and put it in the simplest terms possible because i feel like this is like a huge mysterious term mm-hmm. because it there's so many ways to go about it but i like to say it's looking researching and analyzing The overall brand experience that, you know, you and or your client is bringing to the market, how you're going to stand out and how to look past, you know, the surface level things like, oh, they need to use these colors because X, Y, and Z. It's like going way beyond that and looking deeper into the meaning behind your brand Mm -hmm. and how you're going to stand out in the market.
1: Yeah. And I think there is such a knack to it as well, but it's definitely something that, everybody can learn and everybody can pick up on even though it is one of them things that seems like this really overwhelming topic. I mean I've been doing brand strategy and learning brand strategy for a couple of years now and I feel like every day I'm still constantly learning and picking up on new theories and seeing things on Instagram. I'm like oh I want to try out that and my process which we're going to get onto in a bit has become so much more expansive since I first started.
0: Yes I so agree with that because (laughs) Like when I first started learning about it, you know, I feel like everybody kind of takes the same path it starts out with the questions and it's like okay Mm -hmm. I need to ask my client question and then you start learning more and more about it and then you start kind of developing your own way as to how to do it and how to really develop your own process that works for you.
1: Exactly and you know brand strategy is probably one of my favorite parts of a project I always end up doing my workshop and my call with my client and I'm like oh my god I feel so invested in this brand like I feel like I understand it and know it so well um lot of my clients turn around to me and say that in their reviews and stuff that they felt like I've read their mind and I'm like that's brand strategy for you (laughs) that's (laughs) why it's so important
0: yes and it can help you really like I've had clients who come to me and you know they fill out the inquiry form and it's very vague and then you know Mm -hmm. after we talk after I do the research after I really you know do everything involved within brand strategy I have a better understanding of them. And sometimes they even have a better understanding of themselves and like their why, because some people never even think past, you know, the, okay, I'm doing this to make money and it's fun. Like there's so much more meaning behind it.
1: Exactly. And when I think back to when I very first started, and I mean, even though I have a degree in design, I'm pretty much self-taught in branding, which is something I always say. Um, But when I very first started doing logos for people, it was literally mood board logo here you go and just to think about how far I've come since then I mean I think most people listening to this are probably going to be in the same situation or you are there and you're wanting to grow even more which is amazing um but the more you learn about brand strategy the more you learn how incredibly important um you know brand strategy is but I mean do you think that it's you know imperative for every single business out there to have some kind of brand strategy
0: yes And I think that it's more imperative nowadays than it has Mm. ever been because, you know, you used to be able to create a product and put an advertisement on TV and people would buy it. But nowadays, people are so much more used to all of the ads, they're a lot smarter, they're looking for brands that have a story to tell that they want to support it's not just do you have a good product let me buy it you have to have some sort of strategy when you're presenting your product to the market Mm -hmm. or you could have a great product and it might flop
1: exactly and like price you know you want to be competitive in other ways just than the price of your project product sorry you don't want to have like a really cheaply priced product and that's the only people that buy things from you. Like I talk so much about selling to the millennial market and how to brand a millennial brand because the things that today's market are looking for are so completely different to what they were, like even five or 10 years ago, especially with the influence of social media. Like people today feel so much more attached to brands and people buy things and as an extension of their identity like for example and this is probably one of the best examples I can give like Recently, I've been really into the, like, that girl trend on, like, Pinterest and TikTok. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, Um, yes. But this whole, like, neutral lifestyle, like, waking up early, blah, blah. And I literally just went out and spent, like, £200 on some, like, loungewear brand because they had the same vibe as this lifestyle that I was trying to achieve. And it was merely from, like, their branding, their brand photography, their Instagram page. And that just shows the power of, you know, what branding can do and the brand strategy behind it. And without that brand strategy, you're not going to understand the audience that you're selling to. So I think it's really, really important that every business has some kind of brand strategy. And I think even if you're sat there and you're thinking, well, I'm branding for like a beauty salon and they literally just need like a logo like okay maybe they might not need brand strategy on the same scale as other brands but they still do need some kind of brand strategy like you might not want to sit down and do the full like I don't know two hour workshop full-on presentation you might just want to touch on a few areas of things but it is still really important
0: yeah I think something that frustrates me is I feel so strongly about branding in general and like I'll have people to come to me with a great business or a great idea, and they're like, "Well, I only want a logo." And I'm like, "But yeah, lo- look, at what branding is going to do for you. Like, you, I'm telling you, you want more than that. But like, they're they just aren't they they aren't educated enough yet in the mm-hmm. area of branding to make that investment, and that's completely understandable. I think a lot of people are still learning about branding, yeah. but um, it's also very like disappointing for me as like an individual to know that. These people have great ideas, great businesses, but like it's not being presented properly because they haven't done that strategy. They haven't really gone into their branding. It's just a logo.
1: And do you know what? I'm actually gonna skip forward to one of the questions um, that was submitted by one of our audience members because I feel like it's just so relevant to interject here, which is what are your top tips for selling brand strategy as something that is valuable to clients? Like how do you market that service as something that clients need? Because obviously it's very difficult. Do you have any tips?
0: So the primary way that I sell, um, you know, my services to clients is I typically will send them a voice message, you know, if they're like, hey, what are your prices? I'm looking for a logo. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously this doesn't work every time because people need to be ready to make the investment, understand branding. But I try to explain, hey, I don't only do logos and here's why. And I go into detail about how you can walk away with a logo, but it's not going to get your business results. And I also explain how branding and having that strategy and coming to the market with all of those things in place and that right foundation is what's going to get them results, attract their dream clients. If they're wanting to raise their price, it's going to help them do that. So, like, I really try to explain the benefits of branding and what you're missing out mm-hmm. on when you don't have it. And for the most part, I think that helps educate a lot of people because I will have some people say, Wow, you know, I never thought of it like that. I'm not ready for that investment, but I'm yeah. definitely going to save up for it
1: exactly I think it's an education thing like so many clients just don't really understand what it is and you know let's be honest like us designers the majority of people that follow us are other designers like there's a client or two in there but you don't find the general population of people following designers and actively looking at their tips so it's really in that conversational stage that you need to get that point across I love to do it in like my sales calls primarily and I have this kind of mentality of the sales calls aren't necessarily for selling. Like they're for having a conversation with your client and trying to get to know them a bit more. And I basically start the whole call off by talking about the client's goals and the things that they're struggling with and, you know, the things that they want to achieve in both their personal life and their business. You know, it might be something like they want more financial freedom they want less stress um, and want their business to grow Um, or it might be something in business like they want more consistency and blah 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 and then I end up talking about how the key to reaching those goals is in the brand strategy like I can almost guarantee that we can get you those results but it has to be with some kind of brand strategy. I don't sell any services that don't have brand strategy. Um, I imagine do you do the same thing or do you do some kind of logo-only packages.
0: Nope, only only the full experience. Yep. Um, and that goes back yep, to um, the whole like, I want my clients to get results and I, I could offer a one-off logo package. I know it would be freaking popular because I get asked that all the time, but I want the people I work with to see results
1: from working mm-hmm. with me. And I
0: know that if I give them a one-off logo, that's not gonna happen.
1: Exactly, like you need to be in the project with the purpose to be able to get the client the results rather than you know, you making a sale and you making money. It really needs to be in the client's best interest in really helping them to reach their results. Um, I haven't really had any clients oppose the brand strategy section in recent days. I feel like before I did, but now that I've started to work on my positioning and marketing a lot more, a lot of the clients that kind of come through my inbox are already kind of with the understanding of what a brand you know, what the value of branding is, which is amazing. Um, I'm so glad I finally reached that point. I feel like it's every designers, you know, (laughs) kind of goal to get clients that walk through their doors and just see value in branding because they're very few and far between. So I think a lot of designers know what brand strategy is, but don't necessarily know the best way to implement it into their process, um, which is the primarily what we're going to be talking about today. Um, So I think a great place to start would be by chatting about our processes. Um, So Kenzie, do you want to chat about your process first and then I'll go ahead and do mine?
0: Yeah, so the first thing that I always start with is the why, like, I feel like if any, if I were to say that anything helps with brand strategy the most, it's for me learning about my client's why, because that plays into all other aspects for their business. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm working with a client right now who hand dyes reusable grocery market bags, love the brand, amazing. That. And from that, we know, okay, well, She is trying to be eco-friendly. She's trying to help the earth. She's also trying to give people something that's trendy at the same time. So, you know, all of those key points just came from knowing this one thing about my client and how she's going about her business and why she started doing this because she wants to use reusable bags and that's a key selling point. So for me, a lot of my process is learning about my client and then learning how we can tailor the way they're doing things to attract the same types of people, AKA Mm -hmm. their target audience who want those same goals in their life. Um, And I I think it's also thinking about the experience, you know, like we're making these little cute package sleeves that go around her bags that like, you know, highlight some of these key Mm -hmm. points. And I think tailoring all of this back to that. Why is probably the most important piece Mm -hmm. of, implementing a proper brand strategy and going to the market with a strategy that's actually going to work hopefully that answered the question i know i kind of like went off with the example there but
1: (laughs) no i love that it's like if you have something that is well designed and it looks pretty and aesthetic or whatever i hate that word as a designer but you know what i mean and it's sat on the shelf and it looks gorgeous but it doesn't show the values and the morals of the brand it doesn't show their why it doesn't connect to the target audience then it's literally not going to sell and if it is gonna sell, it's gonna sell to the people that you're not trying to market to. Yeah, yes. Which yes. again, is so, why branding is, why brand strategy is so important. Do you do any kind of like one-to-one workshops or anything or like presentations? Like how does that side of thing work for you? Yes,
0: yeah, so um, of course I have the questionnaire. I do try to gather a lot of information during that initial kind of discovery call. And then, depending on how much information i gathered during that initial discovery call i will schedule another call to really go more into detail mm-hmm. about their why and learn more about their business sometimes i don't it depends on the client because you know like Sometimes you can get it on a call with someone and you can tell that they're 100% ready to invest and like you can spend a lot of time chatting with them versus there's other clients who are like kind of unsure. So you don't spend as much time talking to them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you have to have that other call so you can really fully understand, you know, that Mm -hmm. why.
1: Yeah. No, I pretty much do the same thing. Like I, So I start off with, I don't really like to call it a questionnaire, I like to call it brand thinking prompts. This is something that I learned from um, Laura Evans in her packaging design course, which is a brilliant place to learn about initial brand strategy, Um, surprisingly enough, you might find it here. So that's a great place to look. Um, So yeah, I have my kind of brand thinking prompts, which um, my client fills out in Notion, and I try and make it as fun as possible. So it's not necessarily a boring activity for the client. Like, um, I try and have things like one of my favorite sections is and about, your audience and then it's like a this or that exercise so they pick like is your target audience person that was a really bad way of phrasing that (laughs) is your ideal target audience member like a night owl or an early bird like those kinds of questions Um, and then I will take all of that information and schedule a one to two hour brand strategy workshop with my client Um, This is a lot more interactive. There are different like exercises, I go through my three pillars of brand strategy, which are um, audience, no personality, audience and marketing. Um, So I go through those, I go through different exercises. And I think I've got a few notes later to talk about a few of the ones that I go through with. Um, And then I feel like this is a really useful process because it builds on the information that kind of, I've already learned from the client in both the call and the questionnaire, which really is just surface level stuff. And then the workshop helps to really dig deeper. Um, Then I will go ahead and put some of that information into a presentation uh, for the client and for myself to be able to refer back to when I'm doing like the design process and stuff. So really it's a three step process. You've got the surface level, the digging deeper, and then the presentation. Um, the workshop is something I've only implemented with my last, like, couple of clients, and honestly, it's changed the game. Um, I really enjoy doing it, and my clients get so much out of it as well. Um, but I definitely think if you are just starting off in brand strategy, like, a good place to start is by doing the questionnaire, and then some kind of, like, um presentation where you're kind of just doing all the brand strategy um, that's how i started personally
0: love that you said you do the this or that on yours because Mm. when i ask my clients questions like Obviously, my thing is I don't want them to feel like they're having to do homework because I hate exactly stuff. like I I hated homework. I hate when I work with someone I have to do stuff. Like I just hate it. So I try to make this experience as fun as possible, and I also try my best to gather the most information during the call, so like I don't have to ask them a lot of questions mm-hmm. that they actually have to sit down and type out. But love that you do that. I might start doing that as well because that seems like yes. a really fun Please way. to do.
1: I always love looking at it. I'm like, ah, because it really gives you like a good idea of the kind of person that they are, like the target audience member. Um, And it's really, I normally find that the client's target audience is an extension of their own personality. Like they always try to kind of attract people that are very similar to them, which is something that's really interesting. Um, Audience is my like favorite part of the process. I absolutely love doing like personas and stuff like that. I find it so much fun.
0: Yeah. And um, you know during that process as well like when you're really looking at the target audience I think sometimes you know because you have like your main target audience but then you can also have like your sub target audiences yeah and like sometimes people don't even realize that until you do that and you're like Mm -hmm. you're trying to target these people but like there's also this little avenue right here of these people at the same time yeah
1: I think like the the biggest tip for doing brand strategy exercises and even asking questions to your clients is just keep asking them why, keep asking them to dig deeper um, and you will always end up like from one statement, like branching off into so many different things that can actually be really, really helpful. So I think this is quite a relevant thing to discuss. Um, And I've seen this floating around a lot across socials and I think it's a great conversation point. Um, And that is a questionnaire is not brand strategy. Um, This is something that I learned very early on in the game. And I know that we've kind of um, chatted about this in the past and stuff, but a questionnaire, people, is not brand strategy.
0: So many people start their design business with, I'm a strategist. I ask questions and I'm just like, uh, you really have to do a lot more to gain that credibility because like, I didn't even feel comfortable saying that I did strategy until probably the past year. And i Mm. been in
1: business for three years
0: now so
1: I've always had like brand strategy as one of my services but I never called myself a brand strategist until like literally like a couple of months ago I think but yeah it's so important to talk about that like a questionnaire basically just gives you a couple of surface level answers and don't get me wrong I used to do it as well um everybody starts with a brand questionnaire and like it's just what we do as designers (laughs) in our process um but we evolve and you know things change but Questionnaire basically just gives you surface level answers and really you need to be digging deeper with those and applying kind of strategy and marketing theories to those questions to be able to dig deeper. And speaking of that, do you think that brand strategy is like an XYZ formula or do you think it's something that's more specific and tailored to each designer's process?
0: I definitely think this can vary based on each designer's process and work, like what works well because um you know we're creatives and creatives all think so differently so like the way I think and develop you know my thought process is probably a lot different from the way that you think and develop your thought process so like something that works for me with everything but especially this is actually like brainstorming and like writing stuff down Mm -hmm. in thought bubbles because you know I'll be in my head like oh that my client said this, well, this also, you know, relates to this selling point and like being able to map things out because I'm a visual learner really helps me with my process. Whereas, you know, somebody else may do that stuff totally different.
1: It is such a personal process and it is exactly the same as your general design process, like from the actual branding side of things, like everybody's going to do things differently. There's no set method to brand strategy Like, yes, there are theories out there. Yes, there are different strategies that you can apply. But I normally find that I just kind of pick and choose the ones that I feel like are really relevant to my clients. And then, you know, the process side of things like the workshop and the presentation, again, it's something that I've come up with on my own. Um, I get like a million and one questions a day, probably of people asking me if I'm gonna be selling my brand strategy template. And honestly, like it is the only template of mine that I will never ever sell purely because it's such a personal thing to me. Like if I was to sell my brand strategy presentation, that would literally just be me like sharing all of my secrets. And then I would no longer have like one of my unique selling points. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Just to answer those questions. (laughs) I
0: like that you brought that up because this kind of goes a little off topic, but I am all for, like, sharing information with other designers. However, lately, like, I've had so many people ask me what the font I use on my Instagram pages. And (laughs) lately, I've had it happen so many times that, like, it's starting to get under my skin because I've noticed that some people will just ask me so they can start copying the way I make my posts. And I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to gatekeep here, but... That's also slightly frustrating.
1: (laughs) There is such a line, isn't there, between like asking because you like the font and asking because you want to replicate something. I can normally tell those kinds of people apart instantly. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll get a few comments here and there and I don't mind telling people what fonts I've used, but if I look on somebody's page and I'm like, oh, that looks really similar to my work, then like, they aren't getting any information out of me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, or like they just l- literally come to my page, leave a comment, what font is this? And they don't even follow me. And I'm like, okay, yes. um, I'm just gonna not even give you the full name of the font.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like some people come into my DMs and they're so polite. They're like, would, would you mind at all like sharing the font you've used here? I think it's really pretty and I really love your work. I'm like, yeah, like have all of the information. But then you just get certain people that are like, what font? And you're like, um... I'm just going to ignore that. Um I feel like I get it a lot with general kind of questions as well. Like so many people ask me in the past like where did you learn brand strategy and I'm like honestly it's not really something that I particularly sat down and read a book and learned about like yes I I've read books and I've done courses to aid my learning but in the very beginning it was purely just oh like I need to do some audience research like what kind of things can I come up with that is going to help my client like a lot of it is a very evolutionary process
0: yeah agree um I also wanted to say while we were on this topic um I feel like there's not a ton of brand strategy resources out there yeah and that's why I said at the beginning of this call that it was I feel like it's just like a big mysterious term because there's very little public information, let alone Mm -hmm. actual courses and such that you can take to really learn about it. And I think that's also part of one of the reasons it took me so long to really, you know, fully step into my power of saying, yes, I do strategy because it was so hard to learn about it.
1: You can always feel that sense of imposter syndrome because you feel like I haven't sat down and done a a specific course on brand strategy. I'm kind of just like winging this. Like, am I actually a brand strategist? Like, am I actually doing the right thing? And the answer is probably yes. Like, if you're doing some kind of audience research, market research behind the scenes of things with your clients, then yes, you are doing brand strategy. But like, it's just that imposter syndrome coming through, isn't it? Of, am I really doing this right? Like, where do I look to learn for stuff like this? Do you have any good, like, resource, like, tips for people? Like, where to look?
0: Yes. Okay, so I just read this book. I have read the the one by Donald Miller that everyone went crazy about. Yes, I, read that I love one. that. Okay, I'm gonna put this out here. Probably unpopular opinion. Didn't think it was as good as everyone said it was. That's because mm. I read this book titled Obsessed by Emily, I believe her last name is Hayward. She's one of the co-founders of Red Antler, a huge branding company, the most amazing branding book I have ever read. And it really dives deep into why, you know, some of the biggest brands nowadays, like modern brands, Airbnb, Allbirds, um different brands like that why they're so big and how they developed the actual strategy from everything to their naming to their packaging experience and why it's so effective and that has really given me a good inside look at you know how the larger branding companies are operating and like working with clients and that gave me like a whole new level of confidence because I learned a lot from that book
1: wow BRB will I actually go and like order that on Amazon because that really sounds like something I need to get on right now. <laughs> I haven't actually read the um, Building a, a story, story Brand, is that what it's called? Um, I haven't actually read it yet. I have it, but I haven't started reading it. So now I know that I'm gonna go and grab that other one and read that because that sounds really great. Um, another book that I have that I really love is if you're into brand archetypes, which is a great theory, there's tons of resources about that online. There is a book called The Hero or The Outlaw. Um, I cannot remember for the life of me who wrote it, but the cover looks like something out of like a Renaissance painting. Um, if you're trying to Google it, that is a really great one. It talks all about the different archetypes and how you can actually apply them to branding as well. Um, so that's a really good one. I think in general, like learning about brand strategy, one of the best places to look is Instagram. Like there are so many amazing strategists, designers, creators out there who share like free content. Myself and Kenzie probably included. Um, all about brand strategy. Like I've done tons of posts in the past about different theories and things. So honestly, just having like a little search on Instagram is probably gonna be a great place to start. Would you Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I made a post, uh, it was a few weeks ago, but I had posted like just this design i had made as a part of my client's branding package and in this particular post i decided to actually share my entire like thought and strategy process behind the design and it got a ton of like saves because i think that really gave people an inside look at how you know i'm implementing the things that i'm doing in my business to get to that point of strategy and like how it translates into the design so Um, I definitely try to put stuff out there every now and then like that. And I've also Mm -hmm. seen some really great eye-opening posts about brand strategy on Instagram as well from some other designers.
1: Yeah, like there is so much free content out there that is incredible. Um, And also like do you know of any kind of courses and stuff that touches on brand strategy? Like obviously I've mentioned already, uh, Laura Evans packaging design course touches quite a lot on brand strategy. Um, if you, even if you're not into packaging design, like she does a lot on brand strategy anyway, mostly it is more on kind of the marketing packaging side of things, but it's so useful. I learned so much from her course and there's obviously, um, uh, Carlyanna's, um, BBM as well. What's that one? Brand, oh, BMM, brand mapping method, um, which I've done like one module of and that is really great as well. Do you know of any others?
0: I've heard about, I think it's by Quill Design Co or something oh, like yeah. that. I've heard of that one, but that's it. And I've never personally taken a brand strategy course or any, like, no. anything like that. So I can't really recommend anything else outside of the book. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, but seriously, it just goes to show doesn't it like learning from Instagram, and social media and like a couple of these books and is like a great place to start. So that is a really great way to kind of get yourself into brand strategy. But kind of while we're on the subject of that, like, do you have any particular theories or methods that you like swear by?
0: Definitely not. Like I said, for me, it's definitely a personal like approach as to how I Mm -hmm. think. So I don't have anything personally in terms of methods or theories that I apply. But I know people are like really into the brand archetypes thing. Yes, I love them.
1: (laughs) No, I like I love stuff like that. Like, I feel like I'm such a geek when it comes to theories. I think my first ever introduction to things like this was actually the one an only valuable module that I ever did at university, which was, um, it was a marketing module actually, but it was the most valuable one. And it was, you know, going into depth all about kind of SWOT theory and stuff, which I'm going to talk about in a bit, but, um, yeah, that was really useful. So actually just generally looking into marketing, um, is a really great way to look at things, but yeah, brand archetypes, um, Jennifer Aker's brand personalities is a good one. I read about this in, um creating a brand identity which is the book with like the bright orange cover that I think quite a lot of people have um so there are some good theories in there that's another good book um the dated dominant and emergent theory is a good one that I use for kind of packaging design um but yeah these are just a couple of things to like look up and give a look at but again like you don't have to use any specific theory in your work I just love it because I love that side of things but as Kenzie said like it's such a unique process that you can just be kind of coming up with things on your own I've come up with a few of my own theories like I have a totem pole theory and like my three pillars and blah 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 um so yeah it's such a unique process to every single individual so I encourage you to just test the waters trial and error try a few things see if they work just get creative with it really
0: agreed I think that until you just start experimenting with it, like you're not going to, like yeah. you can read all about it, but once you start actually trying things and implementing different, you know, approaches, that's when you really start to explore, okay, this is what works for me and this is what I need to replicate.
1: Exactly. Like I've had things before where I've included some new concept that I came up with in one of my brand strategy presentations and then I've done it with the client, maybe a cut co- like a few different clients and I've gone, actually, that's probably not, the most helpful thing in the world. I'm just gonna take that out. So it really is like an evolutionary process. Like even my theories and the things that I do in my brand strategy sessions are constantly changing. So don't get bugged down by trying to perfect your um process before going into it. Just give it a shot and see how it goes. Agreed. I think
0: that's the best approach to a lot of things in life.
1: Yes. So it's that time of the podcast where we're going to be going over some of the questions that you, our lovely audience, have asked us. I always like to do this because often there are a few things that I can miss off um, and it's really great to get some specific questions. So the first one that we had is, I have the brand strategy down, but I'm struggling to implement it into my design process, like actually translating it to the physical logo design. I feel like this is an area that a lot of people struggle with.
0: Holy moly, that is a, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) So for me, now again, I'm a visual learner. What I would do is sit down and create like a little brainstorming map or like a little overlapping Venn diagram map and like put out, you know, key terms or key things that you've learned in the strategy portion of the process and then do another one or like a sub mind map below that of how those things relate to design elements. So like, you know, if you found out that your client is naturally leaning towards the feminist area or feminist space, then maybe that brings, you know, pinks and peach colors and lighter tones to mind. relate the Mm -hmm. visual things to the things you learned about in the strategy to really help you start brainstorming potential concepts
1: yeah I don't think there's any set method to it is there I think like I am probably one of the worst people to have asked this question because genuinely I like Um, To give an example, I was doing a workshop with um, a client recently, she's creating a virtual closet service, um, which is like a styling based um, business that really helps you find your own style, become confident in your wardrobe, etc. And it's all about the feeling of content and calmness, but also being confident. And we got to the end of the strategy session and I said to her, do you know what? Purple. and my assistant my assistant looked at me and she looked at me and she went yeah she went why why is that so accurate like purple is my brand and that is that like it's purple like for I just make these connections somehow in my brain and I actually cannot describe it but it just kind of when I hear something I think oh my god I know exactly what type of font or I know exactly what color would work perfectly for that particular audience or for that scenario. like And I think that kind of, you know, comes with experience and the more you do these things, the more you will pick up on, like I really struggled with this when I first started brand strategy. Cause I was like, okay, the audience is like a person who, I don't know, loves to go on a night out. Um, they love spending time with their friends and going to brunches. Like how on earth do I make a logo for that person? But genuinely, the more and more you do them, the more you start to make connections and the more you start to put yourself in the audience's shoes and understand what vibe they would love to see in a logo, if that makes sense.
0: I love that you said that because I was like thinking about all the things I wanted to say the whole time you were talking. Um, <laughs> I think that like I agree that it comes with experience but also experiences as an individual human being in life because I have gotten the chance to work with so many clients and like so many different industries that during that process I even learned things about that industry and being active on social media as like you know a younger person I'm exposed to a lot of different trends Mm -hmm. and like I understand what's going on in the world nowadays. So that makes it easier for me to conceptualize ideas or think of how to make connections between my client's brand and like, mm-hmm. you know, their target audience. And it sometimes it's really easy, especially if, you know, it's a dream client or like an ideal client of mine, they're probably someone with a brand that's similar to another brand i worked on in the past. So like, yeah. I will sometimes start thinking of like, I almost already have an idea of like what the logo is going to look like and like what the colors are going to be in my mind before I even start designing because I've just made that connection already.
1: Yeah. And I absolutely love that point. It is so important. And, the way I kind of, or one of the, the ways I managed to niche down was genuinely thinking about the kind of brands that as a consumer I purchase and enjoy engaging with. Um, so like I specialize in kind of modern and millennial ambitious lifestyle brands, um, primarily in kind of the beauty and fashion sector. Um, so, you know, I absolutely love anything like that. And I normally find that when I'm working with my clients, I tend to myself or know of people that are the kind of archetype of the target audience member that they're trying to connect with, if that makes sense. Like I'm normally like, I did one recently and it was a skincare kind of, it's not a skincare brand, but it's kind of an Instagram page that shares information about skincare. And I was like, oh my God, like this is a brand for my sister. Like I've just done this target audience persona and it is my sister. So I was so able to put myself in her shoes and think about the kinds of things that she would be attracted to. So thinking about the kinds of brands that you work with and enjoy kind of engaging with a consumer. I genuinely follow more brands on Instagram than I do other designers because I just love looking at, you know, how smaller brands brand really well and getting ideas of like the industry and things like that. So I do a lot of industry research as well. I'm sure you do, but that is such a great point. I love that.
0: Yeah. And I think that like, having social media at your disposal is so helpful too because then I can like search and like see okay like who is this person following what's their lifestyle like because they're you know in my client's idle target audience you know like I can learn about that person or that quote-unquote idle target audience from looking at the different social media pages of these people and I can learn Mm -hmm. everything about you know from their family to education to the lifestyle and relate those things back to my client's brand yes
1: that is such a great one I always like to go through social media when I'm doing the actual design portion um and I go through and I screenshot the different Instagram pages um purely because a I just find it fascinating to look at and b because I work with such Kind of modern social media orientated brands that it is so important to see what other people are doing on social media in your industry. So I genuinely just screenshot and put them all on an artboard in Illustrator and then I'm able to refer back to it and kind of get um, kind of differentiating points and things like that. But yeah, I kind of, I hope that answered the question. I feel like we've gone off a bit of a tangent, but, and I'm sure just saying it comes with experience isn't the most helpful thing, but I, I promise you do end up kind of making these connections subconsciously, the more you do it. Do you have any key questions that you'd like to ask your client during a strategy call?
0: Uh, There's quite a few important ones that I feel I ask, but um, I think also one of the things that's really important to me is asking my client, "Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, where do you see your yes. business? You know, because that will give me an overview of what they're thinking long term. Because I, I actually find a lot of times when clients are, you know, just starting a business, they're making decisions for the present and although they have these like long-term, bigger vision goals, they're not actually making decisions based on those long-term goals. And so by me asking that, mm-hmm. I can ensure that You know, the approach we're taking, the decisions we're making are also going to, you know, be flexible for them as they grow and scale into the future with those goals they have.
1: Yes, I love that. I actually ask the, which is very similar, um, the Dan Sullivan question. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but basically it is, if three years from now you and I are having coffee and you're really happy with the place that your business is and the progress that you've made, what does that progress look like to you? And it's, it's kind of a way of saying like, not, not like what are your tangible goals, but like, where do you see yourself? Like, what do you want to have achieved by that point? And it's a really, really great way to do things. Like I asked this during my initial discovery call. Um, and it's just a really great way to understand your clients values as well. Um, So I just absolutely love asking that. I've written a ton of notes for this question. Um, (laughs) And I'm not sure if it's more of an exercise than a question. Um, But within my kind of brand strategy workshop, I always get my clients to come up with four to five core brand purposes and principles. Um, We'll do this together. So I offer my input too, but For example, so one might be, I don't know, to be honest and transparent with the materials they're using. Kind of like you were talking earlier, Kenzie, with the like environmental kind of aspect of things. Um, And then I'll ask them to number them from most to least important to to them and their brand. Um, And for the rest of the session, you know, it just makes for a really great framework, as well as providing some interesting angles of what's important to the client that you can communicate through the branding. So if your client comes at you and they say, oh, we're environmentally friendly, blah, blah, blah. And you think, right, I don't know, green logo, like earthy tones, whatever. And then they actually turn around and tell you that it's probably the least important value of their values. Then you can maybe step back a little bit. Um, It's just a really, really great exercise to do.
0: Well, something else with that being said that I wanted to know is in that book, I keep praising Obsess, <laughs> they talk about how it's so important for brands to truly uphold their values nowadays. Because yes. if you say, oh, I'm environmentally friendly, but then it turns out that you have been using all this wasteful plastic packaging and whatnot and consumers find out about that. Um, you know, they'll turn on you. And it's so important to Mm -hmm. actually, you know, follow through with the values you say that you have as a brand.
1: Yeah, and I feel like with your clients actually listing them out and putting them into some kind of tangible list that they can refer back to is a great way because normally I find that my clients have a couple of things that they believe in but they've never fully written them out as values and it really helps them to understand and kind of grasp them as well. Another question I ask, um, so I'll draw a couple of statements, again this is in the workshop, that they've listed about their ideal target audience. Um, For example, so If my client in the questionnaire says, she loves hanging out with her friends at the weekend, but can also appreciate her own company, um, which is a pretty common phrase I think that a lot of clients tend to put in their questionnaires. Um, Then I'll ask them like from that statement, what assumptions can we make about that person? And we can honestly spend forever listing out numerous assumptions based on that one statement, such as like, she values alone time and perhaps gets overwhelmed at full on social events. And this can provide so much insight about their audience. And again, from a design perspective, gives you some great ideas on like how to best approach the branding, um, just so that you can connect with those specific people. And again, it's all about that digging deeper and asking them why and kind of going in more depth of things. So if your client turns around and says to you like, oh, my um, ideal target audience member loves doing yoga, like dig deeper. What does that say about her and her personality? And I'm always asking these why questions every single time my client says something.
0: Yes, I agree. People don't think about that stuff. Like, and that's what I, you know, we kind of talked about this in the beginning, brand strategy is going beyond those surface level things or those surface level ideas that are really, you know, easy to identify. It's the things that aren't easy to identify that matter the most.
1: there's a, another really great question here that I wanted to touch on because again it's one of these more specific questions um somebody said my biggest struggle is the competitor analysis I usually just do their strengths and opportunities but feel like there could be so much more to it do you kind of have a specific approach to competitor research and things like that
0: yeah, I think that one, it can depend on the client, two, the mm-hmm. services or products they're offering, because you know, sometimes people are way more unique than others with whatever they're bringing to the market. Um, and three, my favorite thing to do with this is not so much focusing on just the strengths of my client's brand, but what's not being done. In their, mm-hmm. you know, market right now among their competitors, where is there a gap? Where is there a gap in whether it be how the packaging is delivered, or you know, something along the lines of what's going on with the product, or how they're showing up online? Like, where is there a gap that you can fill as this new brand coming to market? And it, it needs to be a gap that's important to consumers because um, I find a lot of times there's the best products fill gaps in already existing spaces that were just never identified by the other competitors before
1: i saw a brand recently that was um making like it was a lifestyle brand which obviously is something that i'm always kind of looking into because that's my area And they created these water bottles that were like flat and rectangle to fit inside your bag. And I was like, do you know what? I've seen that on TikTok before. Like I've seen people making videos on these like really cheap Amazon water bottles. And somebody had taken this concept and transformed it into this like proper millennial lifestyle brand that was branded really, really well. So they found this like area in the market that people are interested by and they've transformed that into a brand, which is incredible. But it's so important to view competitor analysis Oh God, that's so hard to say. It's analysis, analysis is, oh God, I'm getting my tongue all in it. It's so important to, to view it as though you're not just kind of creating a profile on another business, but you're really digging deep into ways that you can help your clients stand out. So like while looking at SWOT, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, we all know I'm a theory nerd at this point, um, is important. You really want to be avoiding the generic statements like strong branding, easy to navigate website, and really be thinking about what makes their branding so strong and why is their audience attracted to it? Um, You know, what overlaps are there about their audience and your client's audience and what makes them so drawn to this brand that you're analyzing?
0: I also have a great example Um, Just roasted someone's logo yesterday. They're a candle brand. And not only do they make candles with wooden wicks, which I love, but they made Mm -hmm. really short candles that are compact that you can stick in your purse or whatever. And they're called travel candles. Like oh oh my my goodness. Goodness. how, <laughs> yes, how genius. That's one, of, that's the gap. That's a gap that needed to be filled.
1: Yeah, and I think kind of when you're doing these sessions with your clients the strategy with your clients and they've already got their business idea it's about looking for those areas in the design aspect of things like for me especially when it comes to packaging clients I do a lot of behind the scenes market research during the actual design process um so before I actually start designing anything I might do this before I do the mood board I might do it while I'm doing the logo I might do a bit of both it depends um I love to grab like images and graphics of every single logo or that's a bit exaggerated a lot of logos (laughs) or packaging within my client's industry and identify the commonalities Um, and then you then have to weed out like which commonalities might be necessary such as I don't know trying to think of an example now like including maybe an image of what the chocolate looks like on the front of the packaging that might be something that you absolutely need to do versus which are best to avoid in order to be different. So like, you wouldn't wanna use um, the color purple, especially in the UK on the front of chocolate because that's Cadbury's colors. Like, and they've actually sued um, people before for using purple on their chocolate packaging, which is bizarre to me. But either way, it's about kind of figuring out which areas are necessary to be able to identify what the product is and, be like a different, oh my God, I can't speak. And to be a differentiation, oh my God, what is that word? <laughs> to be a point of difference, a point of difference. Let's go with that. I actually can't speak today. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, so even just doing kind of research behind the scenes, doing a lot of visual research. Like just pulling loads of like black and white logos. I did this recently um, and I realised it was for like a maternity clothing brand. And I realised that every single one of them, bar one, was using sans serifs. So what have we done? We've used a serif and it works perfectly and it's going to help them stand out. So just those simple differences are what you need to be looking for in your competitor analysis to help you like uncover how you can stand out. Yes, 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 yes. Such good information. I feel like this last half of just
0: talking about like these gaps is so helpful, helpful mm-hmm. for people because um, I, I didn't really think about, you know, the gaps. Like it was always, you know, when I first started somebody would come to me with a product or idea and then it was my job to brand that product or idea. But now as I've stepped more into strategy, it's not just my job to brand that product or idea. It's my job to help them come to the market communicate their values sell the product and identify gaps because i'd like i want them to stand out i want them to succeed and identifying those gaps is the best way to do that
1: i always try and think of brands that are like the it brands in their industry like um have you ever heard of lick paint before no Oh my god. It might be, it might be a UK brand. I'm not sure, but it's a brand of paint and basically like the internet is obsessed with them. Like purely because their paint cans are so like visually pleasing to look at versus like your bog standard DIY like white can of paint. Like And just those simple differences is what can really help you stand out in a market. Like I see so much going around on Instagram for like, again, these might be UK orientated brands, so I don't know how much you're going to kind of recognise these, but snug sofas, like I've seen them everywhere recently because their branding is on point. And normally you find that the brands that stand out are the ones that have incredible branding in a saturated market of everybody else that looks exactly the same. Like it's all of these like pre-made logos that you see, especially within the beauty industry. And I remember that logo that you roasted um, uh, the other day on TikTok, which was like the butterfly logo. And it looked like a pre-made logo. And it's like, why Why are you trying to look like someone else? Oh,
0: my gosh. Did you see the follow up video I did to that? Yes. One? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? D- right. oh, I was like, OK, this is like the biggest one of the biggest problems with not only just people paying for crappy cheap logos but also the design industry in general like people just taking other people's ideas the the person was literally like can i still use this it's just the outline of the body the colors are different and i'm just like that's the whole point the only thing that's different is the colors you have the exact same logo as a bunch of other people
1: if your logo looks like a pre-made logo there is no point having a logo you might as well have comic sans written you know in your brand name like it's literally pointless like it j- I just don't understand the logic but I feel like for me the point of where I really my mindset shifted from like oh I make logos for a living to low, no, I'm a professional desi- brand designer is when I started viewing branding with the purpose to stand out rather than fit in and if you are a person who thinks well my logos maybe you know they can probably look similar to others or, you know, my color palettes are probably a bit generic, like this is your sign to like go out there and chase something that's different because I did that with my like cloud nine branding and it was been one of my successful passion projects to date because it was like a period brand and I use like purple and blue and neon yellow, which are colors that just aren't used. And even on Behance, which I very rarely use, people were commenting on it like, this is so like uncommon for a period brand, like I love it. Um, so just finding those like little differences is like what's gonna help you set yourself apart as well as a designer.
0: At the same time though, sometimes it, there's, there can be a lot of backlash because people are so unreceptive to change um yes particularly I I think you may have had her on the podcast um I don't I don't remember her name I know I know
1: exactly what you're gonna say as well is it Pink Pony yeah, creative. Yeah, the, the pizza brand. Yeah. The pizza brand. Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen it, um, Christy did a pizza brand. I think it was like an unused concept maybe, um, but it, it was like blue and neon yellow, I think. And she had so many comments like, this doesn't look like a pizza brand. I wouldn't buy it because it, I mean, I thought it was gorgeous. Yes. Personally. But so many people just didn't associate it with a pizza brand. So they were confused by it.
0: I, I was so disappointed at her comment section. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. this looks so good. But that's also like, this could be a whole other topic, but also goes back to the platform that you're presenting the content on mm-hmm. as well. Um, so that probably played a huge role.
1: I don't know how you deal with TikTok because some of the stuff I've posted on there and I just get the most horrible comments and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, I
0: have had some crazy stuff happened that has given me
1: very much anxiety so um just be wary while you're posting your work (laughs) but always be confident in it if you think it looks great then I'm sure other people will think the same thing
0: Yeah, like, there's, there's, it doesn't even matter what you post, like, if you have something go viral, you're gonna get some type of terrible, mean comments about it. Like,
1: that time I've spoken about before, when I literally, like, ended up posting, not even my pricing, it was, like, oh, my prices start at, like, 2k. I got ripped to shreds in the comments. I think you even commented on it, or sent me a DM about it, I think, but Jesus Christ, that was... Woo, um, <laughs> but yeah, just just be just be mindful.
0: I purposely don't even. I have I've made one video about my prices because some idiot was like, "You just want to get paid a lot for doing nothing." And oh my god, I I had responded. They deleted their comment, which I always, I'm always happy when someone deletes their comment after I make a video response <laughs> because that means I got my point across. But um, I love that. That's like the only video I've ever made, and like people were very supportive of it. But. Um, you know, like I've never really shared my prices on a video on there in any other Mm -hmm. context because I know the type of audience that lies on that platform. (laughs)
1: So that is everything we have time for on today's episode. I have loved chatting with you, Kenzie. This episode, I feel like is going to be one of them little gems that people end up like writing pages and pages of notes for, because I feel like we've spoken about some really valuable stuff.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm very excited to release it and, I feel like it's going to yes. be really helpful for a lot of people.
1: Yes, definitely. Like if you have any more questions about brand strategy, please make sure to give me a message um, or give Kenzie a message, I'm sure. She will be happy to answer some questions. Uh, make sure you go and follow Kenzie. Is it is it just Kenzie at Kenzie Green Design?
0: Kenzie Green Design on all
1: socials. No
0: E on the end of anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kenzie with an I. <laughs> be sure of that. Um, make sure to go and follow her on TikTok as well because the stuff she posts I just absolutely love it. I like, it always comes up on my For You page and I'm like, yes, I love it. Um, so make sure to go and give her a follow. Make sure to follow at our Air pod on Instagram so you can stay updated with the most latest releases of the podcast. And we will see you next week with another juicy episode. Bye.